0: Welcome to the May 2022 episode of Gloucester's Current Conversations podcast with the Community Engagement and Public Information Department. I'm Quentin Shepard, your host. Today we're going to be talking all about storm preparedness as May kicks off the Atlantic hurricane season. It's hard to believe that we're already here again um, today, we're honored to be joined by Jane uh, Winner, our acting Emergency Management Coordinator. Jane, thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Jane, tell me a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in uh, the emergency management role. Um, just tell me a little bit about how you how you got into it.
1: Okay, I started as a volunteer with Isabel. Um, and then I was asked to start a CERT team, which is Community Emergency Response Team, as a part-time grant-funded position. That grew into a full-time position. And then I became an emergency planner with Gloucester County and then their community outreach person for emergency management and CERT. And um, now I'm the acting emergency management
0: coordinator well we're grateful to have you on board we're, we're in good hands jane has a lot of experience and um you know rallying people together and and you work a lot with the um local nonprofit organizations and faith-based organizations in the community to gain their support when, you know, storm events do happen and and during other events too. So tell me a little bit about that role.
1: Our nonprofits and our faith-based organizations are our foundation uh, during any time, really, because they have the resources and the people and usually the heart for the community. So we rely on them heavily during any type of emergency, as well as during COVID.
0: The, the faith-based organizations really pulled together to help, you know, alleviate some of the stressors in, in the COVID world.
1: Our main objective during the beginning, beginning of COVID is how to reach out to individuals that may not be getting information or may be shut in or homebound um, for various reasons. So we reached out to all the faith-based organizations and the churches came together and provided words of encouragement, which we put into a booklet, as well as um, canned goods. And we had an opportunity to get the pastors together, to go and see all of their uh, <clears throat> all of their parishioners or congregation members, and then various shut-ins. We worked with Hospice and a few other caretaking agencies. Abingdon Ruritan Club stepped up and was phenomenal. And then we were gifted of several hundred frozen turkeys, and wow. um, a person named Sharon Carr was working in our office at the time. And together with many other assistants, we got everything together and contacted restaurants in our community. And there was not one restaurant that said no. And they cooked turkeys and sliced turkeys and bagged them up into one pound bags and four different, well, three different times. And then a fourth time we did canned goods and um, words of encouragement as well. But We included, oh, my goodness, canned goods, books to read, words of encouragement, as I said, which was so important at that time, and preparedness materials. And we took all of that and gave it to the pastors and some of the nonprofits, and they delivered this to the shut-ins several different occasions. And we could not have done that without all of the support. And it just shows you what Gloucester County really is. It didn't have to be a weather emergency for everybody to step up and work together and help. And it was probably one of the best things that we were able to do to serve.
0: Time and time again, we hear how that Gloucester community is so strong and comes together at, at so many different times of need. And um, we we definitely appreciate you coordinating that, Jane. And I I heard you say in there that you know when you um, sent out materials you also included um, emergency preparedness materials and that's something that you all tend to to do as much as possible is spread the word to in any way that you can to people to to be prepared for um, potential weather events you know we're kind of sitting right out here in the you know Chesapeake Bay so when a storm comes our direction county is in a very dangerous spot as far as uh, flooding is concerned based on the direction that that storm comes in. What What is the most memorable storm during your time here in Gloucester? Um,
1: Isabel was memorable as a tropical storm. I would have to say the t- tornado uh-huh. that impacted us all. That tornado was something that we had not experienced anything like that in the county before. Mm-hmm. And again, the individuals that showed up to help out the people that were helping their neighbors. All of that was memorable for a lot of reasons. One is we had around 800 volunteers, not just from Gloucester but from all over. And we also, as you know, the tornado also impacted some other counties and we were able to share resources. We learned about many resources in the community that we weren't aware of prior to that. We also work together, not just with the volunteers, but the victims. And we recognize just how powerful tornado is and how important it is for us to be very familiar with our community and how important it is to know even the farmers in our community and the agriculture piece and how vital that is when those fields are damaged. And it really taught me a lot about Gloucester County. It showed us just how people will immediately come in and say, what can we do? How can we help? What do you need? That was so memorable because we still see people who once they began to help, wanted to continue to help. The reason we included back to the COVID experience, you're right, passing out preparedness information is vital. That tornado taught us how important it is to let people know what is going on and give them opportunity to prepare. And also say, this is how you call for help and this is what you get. Uh, I mean, this is what we can provide for help if you are impacted in any way. We have a lot of individuals that live by themselves Mm -hmm. or that are vulnerable for a lot of different reasons. And it's not always easy to reach them, and that's when we reach out to our faith-based as well as our nonprofits, of course. But that is one of the reasons it's so important for us to be able to get information out to the public.
0: One of the things that I know that you you stress a lot, and it's important for people to understand, is during a an event, and even before an event, you know, um, really encourage people to check on their neighbors, especially if there's a elderly neighbor or someone that's uh, not able to really get out and, you know, before a storm and prepare their home and then afterward uh, clean up. Tell us a little bit about how, how important it is for for that neighborly um, contact to be had, you know, during these events.
1: That is something that is obviously very important. It's also something that resonates with me a lot um, we have volunteer fire department. They go out on a lot of calls and some of theirs are, or many of theirs are public assists. And those are individuals that really need just a person to come in and help. And we have obviously wonderful first responders, sheriff's office and the fire department. But we have to be aware of them for the, from the preparedness aspect. And so checking on your neighbors and making sure they're okay, letting them know that a storm may be coming through or that there is a resource for them to call in and request for assistance during that is vital. We have, we do not have access to a database that lets us know of where all, um, where everybody that is vulnerable lives. And by vulnerable, I don't just mean elderly. I also, it could also be somebody that might have a disability, maybe mm-hmm. in a situation where right now they are homebound or shut in, they may be fearful. It could be many, many things. And so one of our goals this year especially is to outreach to those individuals, identify them, and make sure that they receive the information that they need to prepare and be safe.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, when we talk about hurricane preparedness, um, but we're not necessarily just focusing on hurricanes in general, you know, that April 2011 tornado that you mentioned was extremely devastating to this community. What do you think are the biggest obstacles um, that we face in Gloucester when a storm of, of any magnitude comes their way.
1: People use the term, oh, you dodged a bullet mm-hmm. this time, and we really haven't. It's just another warning, per se, that we could very well be in the line of a significant summer storm that mm-hmm. causes power outages. We were just recently talking about something that they call unrelated deaths. And that's people that may be impacted by the storm in other ways it may not be directly storm related could be carbon monoxide it could be heat stroke it could be a variety of different things that may be brought on just by a change in the weather or situations like that so the biggest obstacle we encounter is making sure people don't get complacent Mm Let them know that we are putting this information out for you to really utilize and take in and understand that yes, we may not have had a significant storm this past month or this past year, but it does not mean that we will not in the future or that we shouldn't mitigate and help.
0: A lot of people think of emergency management and just coming out when a when a storm happens, but um, you know, 90% or 95% of what you all do is, is preparation to make sure that this community is prepared for a catastrophic event. What, what are some of the main things that you all do throughout the year uh, to make sure that we're as safe as we can be in this community?
1: Well, this community is very relational. And so we try to be as visible as possible. And make sure that you have preparedness information. Make sure you know we're out there. We have a community emergency response team, as I mentioned, which are volunteers that do everything from helping with damage assessment to parking cars occasionally, but also doing traffic control during the Daffodil Festival. And that is for us to be seen, to let you know that we're here, we're available, we can help you prepare. We can train you up so that you are better prepared at home.
0: And Jane, about how many people are currently involved with that program right now?
1: We have close to 200 registered for the program. We partner with Matthews County as well and Middlesex, and we have approximately 80 that are active. Mm -hmm. We have about 40 that are extremely active. They come to every monthly training. They're very involved in different aspects. We are growing in the way of teams coming. Mm -hmm. And we are always holding, we have classes quarterly. We hold them in Matthews and in Gloucester. And it's an opportunity not just to get prepared, but also to be available during an emergency situation.
0: And you actually have your next class, for anybody who's interested, um, is coming up a little bit later this month in May, correct?
1: Yes, it'll be um, on Thursday evenings in Matthews. We'll have that information on our website. And it's a two-hour class on three Thursdays and then one all day on a Saturday. Often we have them on weekends, all day Saturday and all day Sunday. Um, but we're switching it up a little bit so people that can't come on weekends can get that information during the week as well.
0: Great. And anybody can join that, correct?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: We'll, we'll include all of the information on how to sign up for those classes and all about the CERT team um, in the description of this podcast.
1: Great. We do have um, teens as young as 13 that do come in and join the class. There are restrictions, of course, they need to be with an adult and we really are encouraging younger people who have fresh interests and they also have fresh eyes so they can share some things with us that we may not be aware of.
0: Back to preparing for tropical weather. Mm -hmm. What what do you see as our biggest threats here in Gloucester from from tropical weather and and how how can we best work toward mitigating those threats?
1: Well, I... Need to keep on saying of a preparedness, 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 mm-hmm. and check on your neighbors, as you said, that is vital. Make sure you know your community. But the biggest threats here with hurricanes and tropical storms, of course, it's wind, so there's power outages. The other one is flooding. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of low-lying areas, and people, no matter how many times they are told, please do not drive through a puddle um, that you're not quite sure of they really want to just try that out (laughs) and (laughs) that causes not just a threat to their safety but a threat to our first responders safety as well because they then have to go out there and take care of that.
0: When we talk about preparedness I just want to remind everybody that um, if you haven't received your uh, summer um, beehive uh, publication in the mail you should be, you know, receiving it fairly soon. And in that issue uh, is about seven or eight pages dedicated to flood awareness. And um, we just encourage you to take a moment and look at those. And um, it's really some valuable information in there on how you can make your property safer um, and how you can save from losses of your property uh, if a flooding event were to occur. So just wanted to put that plug in there real quick. Um, Jane, what, what is something that somebody can do today to be better prepared for a storm to come? Is there a way they can sign up to receive alerts or w- w- what do you suggest?
1: Well, to follow the Gloucester County, we do have a Gloucester County cert Facebook page, but to follow the Gloucester County pages, whether it's the website, the Facebook, or any of those because that's a, one of our best ways of getting information out. There's also a an alert system, a mass notification system called Code Red that we're using at this time. And that system will also warn you of upcoming weather that might impact your location. And it is location-based. So you do get a lot of information if there is a storm coming in your direction. And to prepare is really, just be knowledgeable of your area. Make sure that you use common sense when it's um, the first responders or we put out a message that says, please don't travel unless you have to. And um, please just listen to those safety concerns. Very basic, again, know your neighborhood. Try to know your neighbors. Make sure that your driveways are clear if there's snow, if it's really raining, drive more carefully if you're out and about. Those basic things not only help you be prepared, keep some things in your car that you may need, an extra air clothing, um, a flashlight, just very basic things that you may or may not see, need every day, an extra phone charger, um, things like that
0: anything that you need to know during a storm event if you're on social media please follow Gloucester County Virginia government on Facebook or Gloucester County on Twitter Um, we keep the most up-to-date information on things that you need to know on those pages and we also update our website uh, regularly with um, up-to-date information during these storm events Um, that can be found at GloucesterVA.info. And, and I'll, again, I'll put all of that information in the description of this podcast. Jane, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't um, discussed so far?
1: Well, we have a amazing an amazing sheriff's office and our fire departments are also, we're very, very fortunate. They're amazing as well. When you put yourself at risk, you also put them at risk. And so that is one of our reasons as we support them to say to um, say to our citizens, please adhere to the warnings that you get. Um, It's for your own good. We are here to assist you in any way that we can. So reach out for whatever information that you need. We can come and speak at an event you're holding or... At a meeting you're holding, we always have preparedness information on hand that we can give you. So please let us know if there's anything we can do at all.
0: Thank you again.
1: Thank you for having me.